Nearly 80% of couples who get a divorce cite financial difficulties as one of the major reasons. Divorce is a serious thing, and the inability for couples to talk money is one of the main causes. Because this is so difficult, today I'm going to talk about the root causes of money issues in marriage and how we can address them. Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for listening today to episode number 14 of Delve Into Money. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of money in marriage and discuss common root causes of money issues in your marriage. If you have not subscribed or rated the podcast, we would love if you could jump on over to your preferred podcast player and leave us a rating and review. This will help us be seen by more people and provide the social proof needed to help people press the play button. I hope that you've been enjoying what you're hearing. This leaving of a rating and review would mean the world to me. So thank you so much for doing that. And actually, I have a special thing today. If you will send me proof of writing a review, listen in right now because you're going to get a special treat. Today, meaning if you're listening to this right now, pre-orders are open for a special resource I am releasing on October 27th called Money and Marriage, the complete guide to transform money in your marriage. I'm so excited to release this to y'all and cannot wait for you to get your hands on this at the end of October. Been working hard on this and still have some work to do. So be praying that the baby uh, holds until November 11th so that we can get, or at least until October 27th, so we can get this released because that could throw all of these things up in the air. So how about this? We're going to do this for anyone who's listening right now. If you will go leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and you will subscribe to my newsletter, email me proof of your rating and review at curtis at delvinandmoney.com and I will give you a code so that you can get the book for free. Yes, you heard that right. If you will leave a rating and review, subscribe to my newsletter, we will get you a copy of this for free. So go jump on that. If you got a pause to remember to do it, go ahead and pause and come right back. But that is what I'm willing to do for you. I'm so, so excited for what this is going to look like. So you may be asking, so what is this book about? Well, it's called Money and Marriage. So you maybe have a little bit of a hint there. But in episodes 11 and 12 of the podcast, uh, I talked with my wife, Samantha, And we did a deep dive into the five-part framework uh, that we use 
to handle money in our marriage. And so the first part of that is, is we want to walk through your money history with your spouse. We want to help you understand your spouse's relationship with money, your relationship with money, and what that means for you as a couple. Part two is we want to create a plan based off this context that we've just walked through. So we want you guys to come to an agreement on where your priorities lie, and that plan will reflect that. We want to then have you discussing key questions and factors to keep both of you bought into this plan. And so we have some some things that we can do to help create buy-in for both people. And then the fourth part of the framework is that we want to create and give you a template for regular money check-ins with your spouse. That template is super simple, but it is essential to having better conversations. Now, parts one through three are actually what make part four work, but we will talk about that in the coming weeks. And then part five is we want to create a rhythm of check-ins that we can revise the plan as needed. So we're going to do a annual uh, planning session, but then as things happen in our lives, we want to be prepared to revise so that we can stay committed to the plan. So that's the five-part framework. By connecting your money past to your present, marriage and money will help you plan and create a better future. I'm so excited for what you're going to learn here. Uh, When you purchase it, you're going to get the framework. You're going to get all the narratives surrounding the, the details of it. You're going to get guided questions to help you have these conversations with your spouse. Uh, you're going to get a planning framework, an annual and a weekly check-in framework that will help you have something, have a guide to work off of. And then I will have some private groups on Facebook and on Discord that by purchasing, you will get access to these groups where we can have further conversations. With this, any future updates, if you purchase now, if you purchase really at any time, but the beauty of this is that you will get all future updates for free. So I'm going to continue to add this. I'm going to add a lot more resources. I'm going to really probably add some video and and audio teachings. I'm going to add some group guided stuff. And as I do that, it's going to increase the price. So right now in this, maybe this will change before October 27th, but right now I'm pricing it at $19. But as that price goes up, if you purchased it at 19 or if you got it for free because you rated and reviewed and subscribed, then you will get everything that is new for free as well. So hopefully that is an enticing enough offer So like I said, just leave a rating review, subscribe to my email list, and then email me at curtis at delveintomoney.com, and I will get you a code so that you can get a free copy of this book. It's enough of an intro. I'm hoping that, that this excites you. I'm hoping that this is something that you are looking forward to because I'm definitely looking forward to trying to release this on October 27th. So I mentioned in the introduction that 80% of couples who get divorced cite financial difficulties as one 
of their major reasons. This is a stat that is alarming because the majority of couples have money issues at one point or another. While they've not made it to divorce, there's a lot of couples that could potentially get there. And when they are getting divorced, they're referencing their money issues as one of the major reasons for the divorce. And so if we are not proactive in addressing our money issues, we are setting ourselves up for divorce. And that is not something that I want to do. I said until death do us part, right? So we are, we are one now as a couple, and I intend that uh, to continue. We could get into all sorts of marriage stuff here of, you know, you have to uh, love as a choice. You have to keep trying. You have to keep pushing. But we're going to talk about some root causes that I want you to think about. Are these affecting your relationship with your spouse when it comes to money? And so as we walk through this, be thinking about that. But before we go there, this is a super sensitive topic because anytime you talk about marriage, you're talking about people's lives. And I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt anyone or to to lead someone astray. And when you add money to it, you're talking about two of the most complicated topics I could be addressing, and I'm addressing them all in one. If you are having serious marriage issues, I just want to say before we dive in that you may need to go get counseling. And maybe you need marriage counseling. Maybe you need a financial advisor or planner to help you through these issues. But this in and of itself might not be enough for those who are struggling significantly, having significant fights, and have significant relationship issues already. And so I want to point that out before we dive in, because I don't want to lead anyone astray thinking that they're going to get more than they're going to get here. And this is for the people that maybe don't know how to have the conversations or maybe have had some fights, but it's not a significant issue in their life right now. Now, if you don't address it, it could, and almost may, I might say likely would become a significant issue. So without further ado, let's jump in and let's talk about issue number one. One of the big root causes, and I'd say maybe the biggest root cause of money issues in marriage is debt. I cannot, cannot emphasize this enough. About 40% of households carry consumer debt, which can include car loans, as well as credit card debt. And on average, those who carry credit card debt owe somewhere between five to $7,000. And as we know, credit card debt is extremely high interest, most likely over 15%. And so carrying credit card debt creates stress for a lot of different reasons statistically, and I will provide links to these statistics, but couples that took on more debt over time statistically became more likely to split up. Couples with higher debt also fought more about money, 
and reported lower marital satisfaction. This is a study from the University of Florida uh, where I found the article um, and that as people paid off their debt, paying off of debt was linked to increased satisfaction in their marriage. This is just one example of a study, and there's a lot of studies out there that show debt is directly linked to unhappiness or dissatisfaction in marriages. And that dissatisfaction is going to lead to fights, is going to lead to conflict, and could eventually lead to the dreaded divorce. New York Times uh, had an article that referenced a study from 2009, so it's a little bit older, but it said fighting about finances is the top predictor of divorce, and couples who fight frequently were 30% more likely to get divorced than those who rarely argued. So if you have debt issues, those debt issues are likely to cause some marital strife. And if you're hiding debt or if you're not having open conversations, it's going to be even worse. You know, and we don't know, I'm not going to address here, where did the debt come from, right? Because the debt could have come from a a previous, like say school debt, could have come from previous car payments, or it could have been debt that you carried, uh, that you created or that you as a couple created, but one person is likely to blame the other person for this. Or if they're not blaming each other, it's going to be all right until it's not. And that is a dangerous spot because you're going to ignore it until you can no longer ignore it and go down a slippery slope that is not much fun. So that is Root cause number one is debt issues, and debt issues cannot be solved by ignoring them. Debt issues cannot be solved by not talking about them. So, as with many of these, I'm hoping that the Money and Marriage Guide will help walk you through some of these things in the long run. Another root cause is going to be mismatched goals that the couple has. And this could be a lot of different things. Too often, couples get married, and as they get into the marriage, there's diverging interests and diverging thoughts in what the future of the family looks like. This could be things like, how much do we want to work? Uh, when do we want to retire? Because if one person in the couple sets a goal of, of I want to retire early, but the other one is not motivated by that same factor, that is going to cause strife because one is going to be okay spending and the other is potentially not. And that is going to cause fights. That's going to cause tense conversations if those conversations are happening at all. And if they're not happening, it's going to lead to a coldness between the spouses. Again, we all know what these things look like in marriage because anyone who has been married for any length of time is going to have some extent of marriage problems. It's just a fact. Another uh, place where there's a good opportunity for mismatched goals is going to be the number of children that each person wants to have. When do we want to have them and how many 
do we want to have? And this is an especially sensitive subject because you have a lot of different issues that can arise with this idea of children. It gets complicated with fertility issues like a lot of people experience, like we experienced. Then you now have conversations about adopting, about going through different treatments, all which involve money and expenses. And if you're not on the same page as your final goal, or if maybe you were on the same page as what your goal was, but then when you have to make these tough, tough decisions, you're now not on the same page, it can create a lot of marital strife. And I know a lot of couples that have gone through very traumatic fertility things that struggle to make it through because of all the things that it brings up. Another thing that could cause this is if someone has career goals that do not line up with maybe where you live or what stage of life is going to look like, these things could lead people in different directions and create a lot of tension in a marriage. So we want to be careful when we have mismatched goals. And to help combat this, you have to be willing to talk about your goals as individuals and as couples. And so we each need to have goals or things that we're striving after, but we need to look at them through the frame of us as a couple. And there are going to be times and places where we need, where we have to sacrifice our goals or what we want for something lesser because it's what's better for the relationship. It's what's better for you as a family. And that's just part of being a part of a crew. That's just part of being a part of a family unit. And that's not wrong. That's not bad. But if one person in the couple is not willing to make that sacrifice, it can create a lot of tension. And it can also create a lot of tension if you're not talking about it at all. So I would encourage you to talk and have these conversations, ask these questions from your spouse of what are your goals? What does this look like? You know, five years out, what does this look like 10 years out? What is your ideal life? And if we can align on our goals as much as possible, you're going to help head off some of those money issues that become associated with those goals. So number one, we have debt issues. Number two, we have mismatched goals. The number three root cause that I want to talk about is going to be mismatched expectations. And so expectations in a lot of ways has to do with a lot of different factors, uh, including background and where we came from, but also uh, it's got to do with the people that we're surrounding. So if a partner, one of the partners is at a job where they're surrounded with a certain type of people, that partner could have the expectation that they're going to live a certain lifestyle and maybe the other partner does not agree. If one partner has an expectation that that they're both going to work, say going back to the last one, we say we're going to have two kids and as soon as we have kids, one is going to choose not to work, uh, thinks that, that we're just going to have a one income household, but the other thinks that they're still going to continue to work. This can create a, create a lot of tension because this ties in 
with family roles. This ties in with money issues because when you're bringing in one income, obviously that has different consequences to it. When you have spouses that have a huge difference in the amount that they're earning, so if one person is, say, a teacher and they're earning forty to $50,000 a year, but another is a lawyer and they're earning significantly more, one spouse could have different expectations of what that looks like. There can be power issues at play here. The spouse earning significantly more can think that makes them better. The spouse earning less could think that their income doesn't matter. And then that goes back to the previous point that I was talking about of saying, well, maybe I'm just not going to work now. The, the other thing that that can do, and this is why I like to have combined finances. I don't like to keep track of separate finances because if you have separate finances and then you decide, well, we're going to split the bill, maybe instead of splitting 50-50, you do it based off income. Well, what if each of you has different expectations as what that's going to look like? Because if you do, that can cause issues and that can cause one person feeling like they're not getting a fair cut, one person feeling taken advantage of, whatever that looks like, there's a lot of ways that that can play out and that can, that can hurt you. And so we want to lay those expectations on the table. The other thing that can be mismatched expectations is as you bring two households together, people came from different backgrounds. And we're going to talk about this in the next one a little bit more, but one may be expecting that we're going to go out to eat four or five times a week, but that may not meet with the goals that you have money-wise. But if that's what they have done in the past, then that is just what they're expecting to do in the future. And so it doesn't make one right or wrong But it's, again, these baseline expectations that we struggle to get lined up. And if we don't have open communication channels, these expectations can create fissures and can create fighting in a relationship. So I'd encourage you, again, to open those lines of communication and ask what the expectation is. Go through scenarios of things that could happen and what would be our choice. What decision would we make? when that thing happened. And obviously you can't know that a hundred percent, but if you've opened the lines of communication, if say a job was lost and one partner decides, well, I lost my job. We don't need my income that bad. They don't want to look for another job. If you've already had that conversation, you've at least done some of the pre-work that make it easier in a time that is already difficult. The same thing, the same thing with kids, right? Because if you, you don't talk about going back to work until you've already had a kid, then it makes it very, very hard and emotional to have that conversation. So you want to have these conversations about expectations away from the event that it's happening. This can also show up in investments, right? Because one is going to have an expectation of we want to invest a specific amount or a certain amount. The other one can have a completely different expectation. And so there's a lot of ways that expectations can be off. And the more we can talk in open lines of communication, the better we're going to do at aligning those expectations, or at least understanding the expectations of the other spouse. As I mentioned there, obviously some of this has to do with family and background. So 
the next one that we're going to talk about as a root cause is going to be family or background issues. We all bring baggage into our marriage, and some of that baggage can be financial related. It could be that your parents had a bad relationship with money, which then framed the way that you think about money. It could be that they had a good relationship and maybe your spouse has a bad. And so the way that those mesh together is going to create some tension that you might not have expected. Family and background can also create different expectations as far as lifestyle choices. Maybe someone came from a well-to-do environment and they expect a certain level of, of luxuries and housing, cars, clothing, things like that, but you guys financially do not have that. That can create all sorts of marital strife. You can also have different beliefs about debt or different beliefs about investing. If you came from a Dave Ramsey camp, maybe you think all debt is bad, but maybe your partner came from a real estate investing camp and they think that they want to go out and get rental houses and do that. So if you are on different pages and have different beliefs, it's going to create marital strife along the way. The other thing is, is some people are not comfortable with investing. They've grown up in an environment where they didn't trust that the market was going to give the returns that it does. And so they're unwilling to put their money into a 401k, into a Roth IRA, into the general market, and they just want to have cash sitting on hand. Well, I'd argue that's a bad, bad decision. Obviously, there's a lot of different scenarios, and so we aren't going to be able to talk about that. But as a general rule, the market is shown to have good returns. But if you don't understand or that your spouse has that belief, you can create marriage fights because you're unwilling or unable to see their side of the issue. The other thing is I'm talking specifically here about past beliefs that you've picked up from your family, your relatives, from the people you're close with, but you could have past beliefs from just you living on your own. Past beliefs that that are extremely damaging when you get into a marriage uh, situation. It could be just a lack of worthiness and thinking, oh, I'm going to spend on this credit card, right? It could just be uh, things that bad money decisions that you made that are going to carry over to your relationship. And that happens all the time. I've mentioned before that we, me and Samantha, were extremely fortunate that we didn't have any of that that we brought in. But I think that's more and more uncommon in today's world and that today most people are having those those debts brought into the marriage when they start strictly because of school debt uh, and and obviously as you get married later in life uh, for for many people then you can bring credit card debt you can bring car loans you can bring all sorts of debt and issues even bad credit scores into the marriage. And so we will, in the future, talk about uh, what conversations need to happen before you get married, but that's going to be for on down the line. Right now, I'm focusing on the married couple and what that is going to look like. So I'm not diving in all the way here because I want to provide just a primer, a way for you to think about some of these root causes and how some of these root causes might affect you. 
So let's recap real quick before we go to the final one. The first one we talked about was debt issues are one of the big root causes when it comes to marriage and money problems. Another root cause we talked about were mismatched goals. The third root cause we talked about were mismatched expectations. And then the fourth root cause we talked about were family and background issues or baggage that you bring into the relationship. I actually have a free discussion starter if when you sign up for my email list that you will get that will walk you through a question and answer with your spouse and as it relates to your family and money background so that you guys can get the lines of communication open to what that means for you. So pick that up, go to digest.delveintomoney.com. All the links today will be provided in the show notes. The last root cause is going to be a lack of trust, openness, or some sort of deception or betrayal. Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey's company, did a study where they found that one-third of people who say they argued with their spouse about money say they hid a purchase from their spouse or partner because they knew they would not approve. One-third. One out of every three people in a relationship have hid a purchase from their spouse. So when you're talking about hiding money, it's very, very clear, or hiding purchases, it's very clear why that would cause marital issues. Because you're breaking trust, which can lead to thoughts of betrayal or feeling like that relationship bond is broken. And so we want to be very careful about lying about spending, that if we spent something that was not approved or was not part of the plan, lying about it or covering our tracks because eventually we're going to get figured out, right? The other thing is we want to be very, very careful about even just hiding things initially. So there is a difference between lying and hiding, right? Because hiding is that initial act. It's that first step. Lying is then following it up. Even if we didn't know we were making a mistake, we can still lie about it later or hide it later. Whatever that looks like, lying about spending and hiding spending are extremely dangerous when it comes to a marriage relationship. Trust is of the utmost importance in a marriage relationship. And not having trust in marriage is going to slowly chip away at that solid foundation that you have built. The other thing is, is people sometimes may not stick to their money plan. And so sometimes you don't hide or you don't lie, but you've consistently purchased off the plan to the point where the couple does not have a level of trust in each other to be able to make the right decisions. And it's easy to joke about these sort of things, but this is extremely serious because over time that will again chip, chip, chip away. So we want to be very, very careful that as we talk through our budget and as we talk through money, that we're being truthful at all times. And that if we make 
a mistake with money that we do not try and cover that mistake up. We do not lie um, or that we do not minimize maybe overspending somewhere that we shouldn't have, that we do not try and minimize or treat our spouse like they're crazy for trying to hold us to the plan that we came to. So again, this is just a little bit of a primer of what this could look like, but I wanted to talk through these things real briefly because I think it's super, super important that we understand the root causes before we can go anywhere else. So in the ebook that's being released, Money and Marriage, the intro is going to be talking about these root causes a little bit more in depth. And then we're going to move into the five-part framework. And the first part of the five-part framework is going to be to address some of that baggage that we're bringing in as it relates to money. So I think it's going to be a super powerful resource that can help you improve your relationship with your spouse when it comes to money. And I hope that I can provide you with tools to make better money decisions. Just a few other things of note that are kind of some other problems that that you can run across that are not necessarily root problems, but they're actions or things that we can do to improve our communication. And one of those is, is, is just avoiding the topic. And I think that's too easy to do with any of these root causes is that it's too easy to avoid talking about what the elephant in the room is. Because it's such a hard conversation and because we don't like that confrontation, it can be super, super easy to just avoid or talk around the topic. I'd argue that if you're not willing to have difficult conversations with your spouse, if you're not willing to dig in and have those discussions, that you've just got a really close friend. If you're not willing to have those, you do not have an open marriage where you're willing to dig in and talk about and be an open book unlike any other thing or any other relationship that you have. And so I would encourage you to not avoid the topic. The other thing is, is too many times we do not have a budget or we do not have a financial plan. And these things are essential to creating a good relationship because it's going to get you as a couple on the same page. Per Ramsey Solutions, 94% of people that they surveyed who said they had a great marriage discussed money dreams with their spouse compared to only 45% of those who said that their marriage was okay or in crisis. 87% of the respondents who said their marriage was great also said that them and their spouse worked together to set long-term goals for their money. So it is super, super important that we have money conversations, that we talk about our dreams, that we talk about our goals. In the resource Money and Marriage, we're going to talk about this a lot more, but financial discussions are not always financial discussions. We need to get to the things beneath that. And talking about your long-term goals, talking about your dreams are things that are going to help open up those money conversations and make them easier and better conversations. 
I'm not going to belabor this, but I do just want to repeat today is the launch day of the pre orders for Money and Marriage. So look in the show notes. You'll find a link to where you can pre order that. If you will go, even if you've done it in the past, if you've given me a rating and review, go subscribe to my email newsletter at digest.delvinamoney.com. If you send me uh, and tell me that you've done that, I will send you a code so that you can get this resource completely free. I can't believe, I guess I'm just in a good mood tonight because I was not planning on doing this, but here we are giving out a free code. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you will continue these next couple weeks going back to our regularly scheduled programming. We're going to have an episode on cryptocurrency. So I think you're going to want to listen in on that one. I know that's going to bring a lot of interest. And then we're going to have just one of our normal um, kind of book review episodes. And then on October 27th, we're going to be launching the Marriage and Money book. And we're going to be doing a whole month for the whole month of November uh, October 27th, in the whole month of November, we're going to be releasing conversations that walk through that framework. So you're going to want to have this book to walk through that with us. And this is such a perfect time of the year to start your planning for 2022. It's going to take you some time to get through all of the resources. And so it would be great to buy it on October 27th and go through it over a course of month to two months, meeting or talking about it with your spouse once a week. I can promise you it is going to change your marriage in a good way. It has changed our marriage in a good way. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as we get closer. So be looking for additional information and resources. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, taking the time to join us. I hope that you gain some value from this. I hope that you will be joining me on my email newsletter. You can get some exclusive updates and information there at digest.delveintomoney.com. This topic of money and marriage goes along with my little slogan that I have been using. And so I want to repeat it here again today. Healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions, intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future and a healthy marriage. Let's start today. We'll see you next week and we'll see you on October 27th. Woohoo.